Hi, I'm Simon Theakston, and welcome to the 2021 Theakston's Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year. The way the global obsession with the crime genre continues to grow year on year is simply astonishing, and this year's long list proves the remarkable talent on offer in crime writing from legends of the craft to eager-eyed newcomers. The short list is already too close to call, so we encourage everyone to get voting. A hearty toast of Old Peculiar to all our long-listed authors for this coveted award, and we look forward to what we know will be a fiercely fought competition. In the meantime, I'm going to have a glass of Old Peculiar, because they say an Old Peculiar and a crime novel go very well together. I'll tell you why if you come to the festival in July. Good health. Hello, I'm Joe Hanno, and this is our series of interviews with the Theakston's Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year Award Long List Ease, produced and curated by Harrogate International Festivals in partnership with title sponsor Theakston's Old Peculiar. A lovely drop. Today, I'm joined by lawyer-turned-best-selling author Steve Kavanagh. Hello. Hello. <laughs> lovely to see you. Yes, you too. It's all nice to be doing this. It is. And I remember last time we had the pleasure of a, of a Zoomy thing. I commented on your backdrop. And once again, there it is. And it looks so resplendent, all those books behind you. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I like to have posters and stuff. I've, I've got nice pictures on this wall, but I can't turn the desk around. It's yeah. There's other stuff going on. So you're stuck with the books. We're stuck with the books, but that's all right. You know, that's... Uh, it's pretty, pretty in keeping. Um, and I know we, we caught up in the middle of last year, but how have you been since then? Have you been writing? Have you been reading? Have you been keeping well? Yeah, I've been good. I've been doing more writing than reading, I think. It's been oh. it's been tough enough to, to read for some reason. It's been hard to read, but I've read a couple of good books and I've been right, writing away, working away, keeping myself out of trouble. You know how to do it. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Well, congratulations on on being longlisted for Fifty Fifty. Um, this book is where where two sisters are on trial for murder. Now, many people watching will have have got to this book already. Some will be intrigued. Perhaps you could just just set up this novel for us. Yes. So this is an Eddie Flynn novel, but you don't need to have read any of the other ones. All the books work as standalones. So there's two sisters, and the book starts with a nine one one call. And uh, this woman, Sophia Avellino, calls and says, oh, my God, I've just found my father. Uh, he's in his bedroom. He's been murdered. My sister did it. I think she's still in the house. Please come quick. And then there's another 911 call from uh, the other sister hmm. uh, who says, oh, my God, I've just found my father murdered. I, my, my sister did it. She's still in the house. Please come quick. So um, both sisters are arrested and are put on trial, a joint trial. And the prosecution are saying that, you know, one of them did it or they both did it. And uh, Eddie Flynn is representing one sister, um, Sophia Avellino. And there's a new character called Kate Brooks, who's representing the other sister, Alexandra Avellino. And their father's the ex-mayor of New York, um, who's, you know, got a, a, a large fortune uh, to be bequeathed to someone. So each sister is blaming the other. Mm. And it's all the fun that comes from that trial. But... So there's two perspectives, uh, mainly in the book. There's Eddie Flynn and then there's Kate Brooks. Uh, there's a third narrator in the book, which is simply known as she. And that's the real killer. That's one of the sisters who has set the whole thing up from the, from the beginning, but you don't know which one. Now, I wanted to ask you about this because 
<laughs> it must have you must have had to scan over your writing so much to make sure you didn't give anything away with but you know by telling some of the chapters from from the she viewpoint yeah it was that was tricky that was one of the big the big problems in the book is to make sure you don't give anything away but at the same time the idea behind the book is you read a chapter and you think oh my god it's definitely sophia it has to be her and you read another chapter and you're totally flipped the other way. So yeah. no, it has to be Alexandra. So it's keeping the reader guessing throughout the whole book. Because normally in a crime novel, you know, there's any number of suspects. You know, there's a load of people gathered in a drawing room and someone yeah. standing in the mantelpiece and wondering why you've all <laughs> gathered you all here. Uh, well, I thought, well, can I keep the suspense with just two? And it's one of these ones. And that was the real challenge in the book. That, but yeah, so that was tough. Um, uh, but it was fun doing it. I had a lot of fun writing this one. Yeah, yeah. I, and you can sort of tell you did from reading it, I think. Um, and you say, you know, it's it's an Eddie Flynn novel, but readers can come to this as a, as a sort of standalone. But um, tell us a little bit about Eddie, who's such a great character. Um, for those that haven't read an Eddie Flynn lo- novel before, it's just good to sort of give us a, a, a little, you know, praise of him. Sure. Well, um, Eddie used to be a con artist uh, in New York. He lives in New York City. And then he became a lawyer. And the series explores the, 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 fact, the fact there's not a great deal of difference between the two professions. <laughs> so he's, he's a real outsider in the law. He doesn't like lawyers. I think one of his opening lines in this book is, I hate lawyers. So he's, um, he's a very interesting character to write. Um, he was, he's been through a lot in his career. And he had, when we first meet him in the very first book, he had given up law because he had represented someone and used his considerable skills to get them off. But then he found out that they were guilty and they went on to hurt someone. And that sort of haunts him and haunts him throughout this series. And there's, you know, there's little references to it here and there. You don't need to have read any of the other books. This is apparent from him. So he will only represent someone that he strongly believes this person is innocent because he knows that he has considerable powers of persuasion. And, you know, he brings all his con artist tricks to trial law. So he will only do that for someone that he really believes in. And that makes him either the best lawyer in the world or the worst lawyer in the world. <laughs> so he's, it, there's that conflict with Eddie the whole time. So he's a lot of fun to write. Yeah. And you you were a lawyer before you became a, an author. And um, I just wondered if the sort of legal thriller was a genre you actually liked before you became a writer or is it that you know you've got that knowledge and, and so when you started writing it, it was inevitable that you would write in that sort of genre really well no i loved legal thrillers i loved yeah. all you know, crime fiction and thrillers and, and lots of other books and genres as well but that was the one i thought well i have something i can do something with this genre that i that i don't think had been done before yeah um like i love john grisham he's the big you know sort of um character in, in the in the genre at the moment and has been for many many years and writes brilliant books but there's not a lot of trial stuff in his books there are some in the earlier books a time to kill but you don't get the big trial in the john grisham books you get more about the thrillers and the you know the the machinations of the lawyers and stuff going on behind the cases yeah. so um i thought uh, well i could do something and i have a sort of a i was an experienced trial lawyer myself so i thought there's things that i can do here which which a reader hasn't read before. I can go through how a trial really works. Um, and Eddie's the perfect character for that because he takes the reader by the hand and says, look, shh, 
here's what's really going on yeah. when they do all this stuff. And that's that's good. You're lifting the veil for the reader. They get to know um, with things they didn't know before. They learn something as well as, as hopefully being entertained. I've definitely, I've definitely learned things from your books, which is great, you know, because you come away having been entertained from reading a great book, but also feeling a little bit superior that you're like, yeah, I know, I think I can, uh, you know, I know a little <laughs> bit about that now. <laughs> um, how how did it feel to hear that you'd been longlisted then? I mean, for what is the biggest award in crime fiction? Oh, I was delighted. I was really, really pleased. You know, it's it's always a big honour to, you know, to be nominated for for an award like this. And um, very special award, very special place. Yeah. Uh, Harrogate and the Theakson's Old Peculiar Crime Festival. I love it. It's my favourite festival. So it was it was a real, real honour to be on the list with lots of other fantastic uh, authors and brilliant books. And you're uh, a Harrogate regular now, uh, as am I. We we missed it last year, obviously, terribly. And all the authors I'm speaking to are saying the same thing. You know, can't believe we missed, you know, we, we couldn't have a Harrogate last year. Um, what are you looking forward to the most, do you think, about getting back to it? Um, I think seeing people, you know, I don't know how it's all going to work at the moment, if we're all going to be masks or in hazmat suits or, you know, what's, <laughs> yeah. what's what way it's going to be. Nobody, no one knows what it's going to be like. But I think, you know, seeing some readers again and seeing, you know, other authors, your friends again and being in that place, um, I'm really looking forward to that. That should be great fun. Me too. I mean, this, this, you know, and it, it's, it's so nice talking to the crime writing community because so many authors are saying the same thing. They're saying, you know, it's that one date or that one weekend in the calendar where I get to see my mates, you know, we actually have a proper catch up and you go and see these events by all your peers, you know, and it's suddenly to, to not have that. And I know we, we haven't had any, you know, festivals really uh, over the past year, but to suddenly not have that annual almost, I think Mark Billingham called it AGM of crime writers. It's, you know, yeah. it's left people a bit bereft, I think. Yeah, you, you definitely miss it, you know, and it's a very special place, very special atmosphere at this festival and everyone's yeah. very welcoming you know, and all the writers hang around. So it's great for readers to be able, you know, to talk to them and, and see them in the flesh. So it's, it's, it's great. It's very special. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, for everything can go well this year. Yeah, let's hope so. Uh, and remember, all of our long-listed books are available to buy from WH Smith. And if you've already read Steve's book and you know that you want him to be the winner this year, well, why not head over to HarrogateFeakstonCrimeAward.com and you can cast your vote there. Uh, what a pleasure, as always, Steve. And hopefully um, the next time we see each other, it won't be over soon. 